Hey everybody, this is Heather, and you're listening to Simply Healed with Heather Leonard. Today's episode is called, What You Surround Yourself With Matters in Manifestation. So I think in life, (laughs) what you surround yourself with matters, but it really affects manifestations. So for those of you who are out there trying to bring on the life of your dreams, let's get into this topic today, guys. I'm so happy you're here. Here we go. I feel like this episode needs a disclaimer that I am not telling you to abandon all of your negative friends <laughs> because let's face it i think a lot of people find themselves in sort of a, a tailspin at times and that does not mean that they are going to negatively affect your life and drag you down some you know big tunnel and <laughs> the whole thing so i want to be clear on that but i do believe that if you are spending the majority of your time with somebody who is predominantly negative and is often bringing your energy into a bad place, then you could be reaping all kinds of bad things into your life, like just from their negative energy experience and vibration. Ugh, that's hard one, right? That's a tough thing to sort of swallow. Well, I have some dear friends that lately have been sort of walking the walk of life with me, like going through a lot of the similar challenges that I'm going through. And it could have gone either way. I mean, both of us, if, if both people, both parties are having similar negative experiences and you come together to commiserate, <laughs> it's not healthy. If you have a friend going through similar struggles and together you're working through boosting each other up, reminding each other of how you should be maneuvering, you're sort of holding each other's hands when they stumble, you're building them back up, that is so healthy and helpful. So definitely don't just cut these people out of your world, but be aware of how they handle their own inner turmoil and stress. And also look at overall what's happening when the two of you come together. You know, how is that time spent? And is it always you pouring into them or are they ever sort of bringing it back in your direction and and trying to remind you of your own advice or, you know, trying to remind you of, you know, how good things are going to be and all of those positive, you know, that feedback that you really need to hear. So this isn't just about like pick your friends wisely because we all know they influence us whether we want to admit it or not. I mean, they also affect how people see you because whether you want to admit this piece or not, it it is a fact that people will put some judgment around. If you're hanging around with somebody who they know to be someone who's very negative all the time and always, you know, sort of in there, of course you could rise above this. You can. I mean, I am a very positive person. And when people see me sitting next to, there's some people in our town who just want to complain 24-7. I don't think there's a thought in their head that I'm getting dragged down into that world because they know me well enough. So you can rise above it. But for the most part, there is a perception there that, you know, who you're surrounding yourself with, there might be some element of like, if you're connecting with them, I'm not sure I can connect with her. (laughs) So just keep that in mind, you know, just something to bear in the back of your mind. Uh, But really what I wanted to talk about today is that whole concept of what you water grows. You know, I say that phrase a lot for a reason. It's whatever you are giving all of your full attention to that will become a bigger thing in your life. It just will. (laughs) So if you want to focus on all the negative aspects and the things not going right in your world and spend your time stressing out, 
you will bring on more of that because the universe will oblige. It'll always say, oh, look, she loves paying attention to this. Let's give her more. Let's give her more, right? So don't focus on that stuff. That's huge. And lately I've noticed that whatever is going on around me is starting to really affect my day. So it's not just the people I'm surrounding myself with, but like what's in your environment? So I was just joking with my mom and I know she's gonna listen to this episode and probably be like, oh boy, I'm missing the boat on this because it's not what she was getting at, but um, she was concerned about something and I jokingly said that she was watching too many Lifetime movies. Like, you know, just the emotional, like the worry and the, like, you gotta stop worrying about the worst case scenario. And her retort made me laugh so hard because she said, I'm not watching those. I'm watching Dateline and 48 Hours, <laughs> you know, all these crime shows, which really brought a smile to my face because I mean, there, listen, there's something to this, <laughs> you know? If you are feeling overwhelmingly worried about things, it could be what you are taking in in your environment. And the same goes the opposite direction. So whenever I am feeling a little off, I throw on a positive podcast or because it's inspiring. I mean, you can get a lot of great knowledge in those and it makes you just dig inward a little bit and grow. But then also if I just need a quick mood swing change, I'm going to my music all the time. For me, that is an instantaneous uplift Uh, and it can go the other way. I mean, have you guys ever put on a sad music station and all of a sudden you're like, you just like wanna curl up in your pajamas and go back to bed? Don't let that happen. (laughs) If you start catching yourself, I mean, sometimes I use that strategy. Don't get me wrong. Like if I need a release, sometimes you feel like you just need a good cry, do it, go for it. But don't linger in that all day. But for the most part, like I just use it to bring me up and get me back on track. Because if my mind's starting to spiral with all the daily things I need to do, just break free for a minute. It really does get your brain into a whole different, you know, space. It's just very, um, I don't know if healing is the word I want to use, but there's just something about it that really can just make you feel like something washes over you and gets all of that negativity out. And that's essential. Um, sometimes it's even like, so I've talked about how if you're looking for certain things, um, you'll find it, right? I think in one episode I had you all do that exercise with me and I don't think I've done it yet season two. So maybe it's time to redo this, but you know, if you, If I say to you, I want you to see all the green things in your room right now, look around you, look for everything that's green and see if you can sort of make a mental list of all the things that you see that are green. Okay, now I want you to close your eyes. Now tell me one thing in the room that was blue. So you can see how like what you were just focused on was green, green, green. Where's all the green items? And you overlooked all of the blue things that you passed by and then are unable to recall it. But yet you could pretty easily name quite a few green things right now, right? So the point to all of this is that if you are spending a lot of time in information overload that is telling you what can't happen or bad and not bad information, but you know, negative, I guess is the better way of putting it. It's just negative stuff. So let's say you want to build something like a big facility, right? Let's just use this example. You're going to build a big facility and you're all fired up about it. And then you go online and you start seeing things that are like, 
you know, the costs of, or like loan, to get a loan right now, it's like the worst time to get a loan. And then like, you know, finding people to build at a reasonable cost, it's the worst time you could be entering into this. Um, and it's like over and over, there's like another message, another message over and over, just telling you all the reasons why this step that you're so excited to take is not for you right now. All of a sudden, there's something that changes inside you from that excitement over that step to fear. And there had to have been a little element of fear in you to begin with because you that's what you saw when you went to the internet. So if you are in the mindset that this is going to be fire, I can't wait. I I've seen it, you know, happen to XYZ. Whatever the information is you're saying in your head, like I know this is going to be huge for me. And then you go and look. It's very likely that your eyes will navigate to information that tells you exactly how to get there, what you can do to make it happen, why this is the right time for you. Because both sets of information are out there on any topic. There's always gonna be both sides of the fence. And it's funny that you will more than likely not recognize the things in favor of what you want if you're in the state of fear and worry. You're gonna see all of the things that are gonna promote more fear and worry. So you, that little voice, you've got to quiet it down and you've got to go into it before you even start the research process. You really need to get yourself in that good energy space of welcoming in the fact that this is going to work. And lately what that looks like for me is that I have to, it's not just about putting on music and, you know, shaking out the negative thoughts. I really tend to go to things that I know are going to be feeding me good information. Like you kind of know where those sources are. Like the podcast situation, like I just said. There's certain podcasts where people are just griping. And then there's other podcasts that I know when I go on there, there is an element of, um, you know, you've got this and you're already standing right there. Just grab it. Just open your hand up. Receive it. You know, there's that message. I know when I need to be finding solutions, when I need to be finding um, information that supports what I want to do. I am not going to the the ones that are just, you know, even if it's in humor, like negative and sort of complaining about the daily grind. I'm going to the ones where I'm going to walk away feeling like a million bucks, like I can tackle it, the world, like I've got this, you know? So that's how I, I do it. And so lately I've been like fire listening to some of these positive things on YouTube that I've found that they're not necessarily even, it's not podcasts. It's just, um, I don't even know how I ended up down this rabbit hole, if I'm being totally honest. But I've found this little slew of things that at any rate brings me into a really positive mindset and immediately has shifted my day for the better. And the cool part is like just watching my friend that I said I've been navigating things with lately because we're on a similar path. She too has like seen this turnaround. So whether my energy is affecting her, hers affecting mine, we're both moving into a positive space at the same time. So I don't know if this is going to be too much information. This is my medical brain that goes to thinking about this because, you know, I mean, I have my doctorate in physical therapy, but um, men's and women's health was one of my specialties. And it makes me think of women's cycles and how two women that spend a bunch of time together can sync and start to have their cycle at the same time, which is a amazing bit of nature. It makes me think of the tides and, and the moon and how everything is just so connected. But anyway, that aside, my point is 
maybe emotionally speaking and on some other level, the people you're spending your most time with, you actually sync with in a sense. Like what if that's what's going on here? You know, what if that's at play? That'll really make you reconsider who you're spending your time with. You definitely shouldn't be in a job where you're absolutely miserable and surrounded by people who make you miserable all day. That much I know, although I'm a pro-working woman, like I think everybody needs to just find the job that fits for them instead of just saying, this is the best I can do. It's what I've, you know, stop the stories and just go out there and do something that makes you feel good every day. You're going to make so much more money, by the way, when you love what you do, because when you're passionate about it, it shows up. And usually when you're in that really good headspace of feeling good about loving what you do, you only attract people towards you who also love what they do. So it's highly unlikely you're going to find yourself at a job where every person's miserable and you're this one shining light. You know, usually when you can stay in that excitement over the day, you're going to find the people around you, the ones that were miserable and kind of complaining all the time, they just sort of disappear. Whether they find a new job, whether they move to a different department, whatever. It's usually just the people that keep coming at you are of a like energy to you. They're a match. This is law of attraction at work. When you are something, you are a magnet for that exact thing coming at you. So remember the whole mirror thing, you know, whatever you're reflecting out is what's coming back and that infinity sign. I know you all know by now, you've been with me long enough to know what I'm talking about. So just make sure that, you know, and when you're around people, you're taking a look around and and then self-reflecting. Don't just point the finger at all these negative people. I've talked about this before. You gotta look at yourself, you know, cause if they're all negative around you, you've gotta shake some of your own negativity out. But, um, but recognize that you all will be pretty synced up pretty fast. So whether it's because you're attracting your like energy and your energy's in the dumps or whatever the case may be, pretty soon you might find that if you were like, you know, 50-50 of your day split with negativity versus positivity. And then you start hanging out with people that are more on the negative end of the spectrum, that your scale will start to tip in the wrong direction. So being aware of it is the first step because you're gonna start to notice more and more these energy suckers when they walk in a room, you know? And I know personally, I don't, it's not as though I'm just cutting people out of my life. It's just that if I'm in a, a group setting and somebody arrives and I know that they're gonna wanna just complain to me or whatever it is, or I know that they're just, nothing positive is about to come out of their mouth, I just kind of, what's the word for it, dodge? I just sort of move on and like I don't, if they are coming closer, like they're about to join in on this group conversation or whatever, I might just find my way to another. <laughs> you know, I'm pretty good at like recognizing I'm not gonna go, I'm not gonna let myself get surrounded by this sort of, you know, soul-sucking energy that just makes you feel like depleted at the end of it. Because I know you all have had situations like that before where there's just this one person that every time they're around, when you go home afterwards, you could just collapse. You're like, whoa, I feel like I just got stuck in a tornado. It's like a lot, you know, because you're constantly having to try to let them see the light or to just change a subject or to you know, pour into them and try to, you know, remind them that everything's going to be fine. And, and it's, it's energetic work. It really is. Um, the other thing you can do that is super powerful in these situations is grounding yourself. So for those of you that have 
heard the term before. Some of you might know exactly what I'm saying, and that might be a new sort of terminology to some of you, but in the world of physical therapy, I can't tell you how many times I was told, um, get grounded, because I'm somebody who's been told her whole life that she's very empathic, um, that I am an empath, that I have this ability to sort of read people's emotions and feel them myself. Um, it's hard for me to sort of shut that off when someone's telling a story to not become a part of the story. So it's really important for people who are like that to really ground themselves. Well, it went a little step further for me when I used to treat patients. Um, I did integrative manual therapy was my specialty. And it is a really impressive way of mind, body, spirit healing and Eastern and Western blended, um, methods. It's just, it's really incredible. If you don't know anything about it, you should look it up. But um, at any rate, it meant my hands were on people's bodies all day long working on different ailments. And I started to notice that when I was working on somebody's knee, my knee would start to get sore. When I was working on someone's low back and it hurt, my low back would start to hurt. Now that's next level stuff. I didn't know what was going on. It kind of freaked me out for a while. I thought there's no way that this is just a weird coincidence. Um, until I realized basically it wasn't a coincidence. I had a coworker saying, oh no, this is, I can feel that, like, cause the, when they would leave, it would go away. And so I had some really intuitive um, physical therapy assistants working with me and my boss who said, no, no, you need to ground yourself. That's what's going on here. We're all energy guys. Our bodies are made of energy. So even though you're looking at a bone, that doesn't mean that that's not energy. It still is. We think because we can feel that mass, the density to it, that it's not energy, but it is. So when you are connecting with somebody physically, yes, but even just being in their energetic space, right? It can affect your body and your wellness. So when, why talk about grounding? It means your feet are planted firmly on the ground. It means if you're sitting in your seat, you are, you're still rooted, like your feet are firmly on the ground and then you can even visualize roots coming out of your feet all the way to the center of the earth. That's a really fast way to get sort of grounded. Um, there's ways to just put your hand sort of over your solar plexus and just drop into your body and feel your energy sort of come into that space. Um, it's called one point for those of you who know anything about hypnosis. Um, but there are all kinds of different ways to get grounded. But the main thing is like I was blurring a little bit too much that line between like where someone else ended and I began. Like if I was to lean towards a treatment table even, it was almost like I was entering into their energetic space. And to create this sort of boundary of sorts or um, just like an energetic protection <laughs> bubble, you know, I had to sort of learn how my body posture and all of that plays in, but even mentally, like I'm not wanting to necessarily exchange my energy or um, when you're trying to affect someone else's, it's not as though I wanted to empty my cup just to pour into somebody else's. It is fully possible to keep your cup full and still pour into others. So let's get into that in the second part of the show, guys. So a real quick break and I'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. For those of you who don't know, I am a grief coach and I work with people within a Facebook group that is for my clients only. And at $33 a month, you can join us. It is very supportive. We are working through how to get through all of the challenges that come along with grief. I have 
um, weekly posts. I also have weekly coaching sessions and it's a constant communication. You can have some access to me um, and ask the questions that you really want to know and I'll put a whole uh, coaching session around just your idea of what you wanted to hear more about. So it's really fun, really powerful. I can't tell you how much I just love the people inside of it. And there's space right now. So guys, uh, if you're hearing this live, make sure that you don't hesitate if it's something you're interested in. Um, if you're hearing it on the replay, there still might be space available. So definitely uh, click on the link and find out. The link will be dropped in today's podcast description. And the cost is $33 a month. And that comes with access to all the past lives and posts, uh, which is a huge library. And then um, you stay as long as you want. And then when you are ready to be done, it's as simple as just canceling your subscription. So guys, back to the show. All right, guys. So how the heck are we going to keep our cups full while pouring into others? It's as simple as this. Your cup is full and remains full not because nothing ever moves. There's constant movement, right? That's just the way of life. There's flow everywhere. Um, energy is not stagnant. It should be constantly moving. So as you are pouring out, and that means energetically speaking, good energy coming out of your body into the world, you're not depleted. You don't have a limited amount with no access to additional good energy. It's not how it works. You know, if you allow it, the divine God universe is constantly pouring right into you to refill that. It's just a matter of receiving and allowing it in. And then you can continually pour out without ever feeling like at the end of the day, you're exhausted and you've given so much of yourself and you don't have any more to give. If you're feeling that way, it's because somebody is refilling and replenishing your cup with negative energy. It's not a matter of yours being depleted of positive. That's what I truly, truly believe. Now, do I have scientific evidence of this? No. <laughs> I just really believe this wholeheartedly that you can continually receive good and keep that just fully replenished with good energetic mojo. <laughs> but for those of you pouring out and all the while pouring out all your good, having to hear the negative, having to be surrounded by people who are negative, having to constantly be, you know, belittled or um, not appreciated or all those things. It's negative. That's negative stuff. And the second that your cup starts to have a little space within it, it can be filled with that negative stuff. So I've always told people like when I used to do physical therapy and treat patients every day, um, it's energetic work, right? And the whole concept is of getting people to process out a lot of the stuff that we hold on to. Emotionally speaking, yes, pain, all of it. It's about releasing of that. But my big thing, and I've come up with some of my own treatment methods that I use that really speak to this, is that you cannot pour out without immediately refilling with good stuff or you're leaving a void there and you're allowing whatever enters your field to just fill it with whatever they deem they want to dump into you. Is that a great way to live? <laughs> it's just not. No one should be an empty cup because it's literally just beckoning anything, any energetic, you know, whatever to fill you up. And so to be real protective of your energy is important. So the second you feel yourself giving of it, 
make sure whether it's a meditation practice, whatever it is to sort of connect and allow good energy in is so vital or at the very least blocking out and removing yourself from all of the negative so that it can't start to pour into you, you know, get into that space where you can sort of replenish first. It's just so important. You know, I think of when you're flying on a plane and they always say, you know, make sure that you put your mask on first in the event that something goes wrong. You can't go trying to save everybody else until you've got your own mask on or what's going to happen. You're just going to collapse. (laughs) You're not going to be able to even finish. You know, there's no hope for you anymore. It's great that you want to give, 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 but at your own expense. You know what I mean? Uh, My oldest son was definitely big on this. When he was little, oh my gosh, God love him. His heart was the size of like the planet. It was unbelievable how much he loved people. But he would literally obsess over helping others to his own detriment all the time. You know, this kid would be sitting there like in his underwear still letting his brother know that he needed to put on his pants and his socks and his shoes and get his backpack. And I'm like, dude, you're just sitting there fully not ready yourself. What's going on here? Well, I wanted to make sure that, you know, my brother had ever, yeah, but what about you? (laughs) You know, and I watched it play out in school and on sports and like in sports, he was so much faster than any kid on his basketball team at one point. I'll never forget this we would do this running game and it's like you want to be the last man standing that's how you win no matter what he would get to the point where he was in the lead and he would hang back and let someone pass him by he would always want to round up the back of the line like to make sure everybody else was in front of him and doing okay i was like it is such a beautiful quality to witness to see somebody who's that selfless but sometimes i was like dude so there would be (laughs) There would be drills, right, where he would wait in line forever because there's like 20 kids on the team, let's say. And so it finally gets to his turn and and he would just let the kid behind him cut in front of him. And then he would just let them go. And I was like, he's never getting his own turn. There's a reason why, by the way, his athletic ability probably developed a little later because he didn't ever get practice because he would just let other kids go. He'd stand at the top of a slide and let every kid in the line go past him before he'd go. It was just so funny to witness. And I don't know mentally what was going on there or why he felt that need to support others to the, you know, exception of himself. Like he just... I don't know what that is, but it's, I mean, it is a beautiful quality to witness, but I'll tell you, if you keep doing that, if you continuously give without any consideration for yourself, then at some point you're going to find that you're missing out on the experiences, you know, that's what was going on with him. He was just not getting the same enjoyment, but maybe he was getting the same enjoyment. Maybe his heart was mostly full watching others. It's like, you know, at Christmas, some people much prefer to give than to receive. It could just be that simple. But as far as like his development of skills and practice and all that, well, that was kind of starting to show a little bit, just like energetically, it will start to show if you continuously are just pouring into others without taking care of yourself. Eventually that will start to show. And then your great vibration that everybody was so magnetically attracted to, you know, like bugs to a flame, that it's going to start to dwindle. You'll start to notice that all of these people aren't just sort of flocking to your good energy anymore because your energy is kind of in the dumps. And that's just not a good place to be, right? So protection over your own energetic space is vital. Grounding yourself is a really good place to start. 
Um, and also just recognizing as soon as some of these more negative um, scale tippers <laughs> enter the room around you and just adjusting politely. You don't have to like dodge them and run from them at every, you know, it's just you need to know when you have it in you to deal with it and when you don't. I have some friends that it's like some days, yeah, I can do this. Like I've got it. I am feeling so good and overflowing with like good stuff that nothing's going to take me down. <laughs> and then there's other days where I'm already feeling a little like, yeah, I'm not so sure that I'm a full cup today. <laughs> and on those days, they're not the friend I'm going to sign up to like spend a whole day with, let's say. But um, you can always test the waters. People change. They really do. <laughs> you know, don't just expect because you've had a friend that the last three or four interactions with has been just real negative that that's what you're going to get every time. You know, assumptions are, are never good. You try to allow to see. And then if that's the same space they're in again, then... You know, maybe you try to sort of uplift them and then if it's still tending to kind of drag back down the drain again, that's when I'm usually like, oh, look, so-and-so, I'll be, I'll be back. <laughs> no, but you get what I'm saying. It really is important to know your boundaries around it. Boundaries are not easy for most of us to sort of maintain, but those people that I know that are excellent at keeping those strong boundaries around them to protect themselves energetically to, um, you know, just not over, um, over give and say yes to everything, you know, all those, the people that love to say yes all the time. Um, I've noticed that though the people with the strong boundaries are the people with the good energy. And I mean, is it a question as to why it's because they're protective over it, you know? And so you should treat yourself like a, a oh, sorry guys. <laughs> you should treat yourself as a temple. You should be the prize. You should know your energetic worth. And then I think you just need to protect it at all cost, honestly. Because once you know and you view yourself as your king, your queen, your, you know, the temple of your, you know, you are the center of your own world in that sense, right? So once you treat yourself that way, protecting that is like having this big, gorgeous mansion that's all yours. You don't leave the doors wide open and unlocked, right? You protect it. <laughs> you make sure you have like a security system or, um, you know, whatever it is, you do what you have to do to make sure that people that would leech from your energetic goodness aren't available to do that, right? They're not there. So, that's what I'm getting at. I'm not saying to take all of your best friends who now you're looking back at the relationship and going, oh, wow, they are always sort of taking from me. Then I got a bolt. I got to get out of here. That's not necessarily true. I mean, give them the opportunity to see if they can come with you, you know, but if they continue to take from you, then sometimes communication is all it takes is just, hey, this is how I'm feeling lately. Like, I'm just kind of drained and I feel like if anything, you know, sometimes some of the, your troubles and your worries and all that stuff, I really want to be a good friend and support you through all of that because I know that's what friends do. But lately I'm just feeling like I don't have a lot in me. So maybe let's, can we just try to see if we can connect through some fun activities and some more uplifting things because I'm just kind of down lately. And so for me, it's not really helping me when I'm, hearing bad things and stuff. I'm trying to just make a little shift to myself. Like, why don't we see if we can do this together? Do you want to like try with me and see if we can just change the situation we're in? Because I don't want to be sitting around having always something to have to complain about. Like I want to get into a space where we're sitting together and we're cheersing over like 
the amazingness of our lives and the direction it's headed. Just see what they say. Are they receptive to that? Like some people might be like, you know what? You're right. Like we have been like down in the dumps lately. Let's go to a movie. Let's go to a, grab a drink. Let's go whatever it is. And they might just grab right on and be like, yeah, let's do this and get fired up for some positive change. You know, I've seen that before. I mean, it's almost the new year. Heck, that everybody should be looking for some positive change in their life right now anyway and not taking it too personally if you're like, you know what? It is about to be 2024 or whenever you're watching this podcast um, and I am ready for this to be the year. This is going to be my year. I'm about to grab every goal that I have set for myself and I am going to like blow it out of the water. Do you want to come with me? <laughs> I mean, who's going to say no to that, right? So that's kind of my approach when I really find certain people to be taxing to my emotional state. But I also, I know now, oftentimes I was initiating, you know, if I needed to talk to somebody, I might pick up the phone and call one of those friends. And then recognizing that, ooh, every time I call them, they're more apt to commiserate with me than to say, oh, hey, have you tried this? Or like, oh yeah, I went through that once. This is how I got through it. There's different responses that different friends will give. And you just need to be super aware of the ones that are just, they're going to sit there with you and be like, oh, yeah, that's terrible. I can't even imagine. Yeah. Oh, I went through something like that a while back. It was awful. I remember blah, blah, blah. And then they're taking you down their memory lane of all this negative stuff versus some people are going to hear that and be like, yeah, that definitely sounds heavy. Like, what have you done? Like, have you been trying to do this? Have you like, you know, usually when I'm getting in that state, if I do this, it helps a little bit. Like, and they come at you with a different, more like a creative and positive, you know, attempt at just helping you to get where they are instead of just bringing you down further, you know? And not all of these situations are controllable. I've talked about this in past episodes where... Sometimes it's family, you know, and I don't advocate for just cutting your family members out as much as sometimes it is a necessary thing and does happen to some people where it really is at that point um, because it's not healthy. And so you'll have to put yourself as the priority. But I'm saying like if you can fix and mend at the family level, I find that to be essential because I mean, even I say friends are the family we choose and I do believe that. And a lot of them will be four lifers, <laughs> but some friends will come and go, you know, it's like a phase of life. Um, and, or, um, you know, right now for me, I have kids in school, so their friends, parents are my friends, but that might pass, you know, when they leave school, some of them will remain, um, some friends will move away to different towns to be near their family, but your family, that's rooted, you know what I mean? That is not something that you want to easily walk away from. You want to give every effort to try to repair those bonds because, you know, it's blood one. <laughs> you know, these are your people who brought you into this world, the people who were there when you were, you know, young and fell and they picked you back up. But if they didn't, if they've always been absent in your life when you've fallen and needed a helping hand, or if they are the ones that dragged you down into the dirt to begin with, there are times, I have no doubt, guys, I've heard some stories of family situations that they're not good for you. But I think that really making more of an attempt when it is family than you would for just, you know, a friend is, it's kind of vital because when you're old and gray and, you know, and everybody's moved on and, um, 
I feel like family is often all that's left. Uh, and again, you can build your own family. It can be not necessarily mom, dad, siblings. It can be, you know, whoever you marry and then have children with, or, you know, you could look at that as your family unit, unit, sorry. Um, because for everybody, the word family means something different, you know, and for some people, it very much is just the friends they keep because they've never had a connection with family. And so that's fine as well, but make sure whoever those core people are that you just don't keep giving so much rope to that, like, as you're trying to create space and there don't, they're not seeming like they're in a good space. You keep creating more and more of a gap. Sometimes those gaps are hard to close back up, you know? Um, one of my grief clients, one of my first ones, I remember her telling me that her mother had died when she was in high school and that her dad never really spoke of it. And her and her brother just kind of went on and they it wasn't discussed. It wasn't really like... It was almost like an elephant in the room for decades and then when she became a mom herself, she just had this awareness of like, this person's memory is like basically being lost. And it's something that she wanted to rekindle for her kids to know who her mother was. So we worked on some strategies to basically bring it up and start a communication around something that never had been discussed before. Now they had grown apart. Imagine like she still had connection with her brother, her dad, but imagine how much closer those bonds could have been if they could have shared their most intimate, hard things, like the, the actual loss of this person who connected them all and was the glue. You know, if not discussing it, they started to separate and go their own ways. But the bond was still there, and by her initiating, you know, or, you know, she wanted her kids to know, so she asked, hey, guys, let's tell stories so that the kids can hear about mom or whatever. And that conversation conversation started and it never ended. You know, once they started talking about it, there was so much. But for so many years, it was just that elephant that no one wanted to discuss, but it was weighing down. You know, energetically, things can shift regardless of if it's discussed or not discussed. It can affect the energy because it's still an experience we're all having and whether you put a voice to it or not, if you're feeling strained every time you're in a room with somebody, if you're feeling like there's something left unsaid, if you're feeling a little anxious, if you're feeling like you're tiptoeing, all those things, they affect the energy of the relationship, of the room, of, the, of yours, <laughs> you know? So don't give it too much life. And, you know, again, it's what you're going to pour into. It's what you are focusing on that's growing. So um, sometimes when we try to bury it and not talk about it, we think that's us not focusing on it. And it's actually the opposite. When we try to bury it, that's when it's actually more prevalent. It's in our bodies at the deepest part of our core. And it does come out. You know, swallowing it back is not the same thing as processing it out. Can you visually see that? Swallowing it back, that's when you just Swallow hard, don't talk about it, shove it down deep inside. It is in the depths of you. Versus if you process it, that is about release. That is about letting it out. That's about acknowledging it and then letting it go. And that is very, very different. And just think about energetically how different your experience is going to be based on whether or not you work through your stuff or you never discuss it. So guys, <laughs> what do you think? I mean... I hope that this episode leaves you thinking about all of your interactions and who you're surrounding yourself with, 
but even more, what energy is around you? What energy are you allowing to come into you? Or are you just so full of good vibrations and good energy that it's like a, a protective force field around you where it's just pouring out and nothing could possibly come in? Have you ever seen, you know, a dam is it's like going in one direction? There's sure as heck not anything that's going to be able to come up stream to that, right? It's like, no, it is pouring with a heavy, heavy push. And so keep pouring out all those good vibrations and good energy and don't allow any of the negative stuff to sort of come up water. <laughs> all right, guys, that's it for this episode. Merry Christmas to those of you who are listening live or whatever other holiday that you are celebrating this holiday season. I hope you enjoy it so much. Don't forget to come back. Ah, let me think. Am I going to have one? I think I'll have one more of these before 2024. So I will see you then, I hope. Keep supporting, guys. I'm so grateful for you. Bye-bye.